Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. On this final day before we enter into the most sacred Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Easter Sunday in this most bizarre Holy Week uh, that any of us have ever lived through anyway. Let me share with you a a thought which I pray will be comforting for you and hopeful as we uh, prepare to celebrate these great feasts, even if we're celebrating them at home. might take me a minute to get there, so I beg you to be patient with me. So I've been reading, uh, using actually as fodder, if you will, for my prayer, a book put together by a priest, Father William Watson. He's a Jesuit and um, a psychologist named Dr. Bob Schutz, who uh, some people might be familiar with, who runs a, a wonderful ministry down in Florida called the John Paul II Healing Center. In fact, we were supposed to go down there as a team to go on retreat, and then it got canceled because of the uh, coronavirus, obviously. Anyway, this is a book uh, entitled 40 Weeks, and it's a, a retreat for priests. And so I started it maybe two and a half months ago, and I found it just to be extraordinarily rich. For any of my brothers who might be listening, I I can't encourage you guys enough uh, to do this. Anyway, I'm in week 10 right now, which is kind of a culmination of everything to this point. And over and over again, the theme in the book is asking the Lord to help me, you, if you're going through it, to wake up. And to make connections in our lives between things that have happened to us or that we've done and um, root sins, you know, things which are oftentimes deep underneath the ground that perhaps we're not aware of, which the Lord wants to surface like a good physician, the best of physicians, so that he can bring healing into these areas. It's been very powerful. Anyway, there's a a reflection in this week that I'm in right now where we're supposed to say out loud every day as we begin our prayer, everything I have experienced in my life is present in my memory. So with that as a background, that line, everything that I have experienced in my life is present in my memory. That That's I guess why what's been happening to me the last couple of days has been happening to me. I've been reflecting on all sorts of different things that have happened in my life or that I've done in my life. Most especially, as you can imagine, given this uh, retreat, um, sins, things that uh, I just did willingly or was led into for whatever reason, and they've taken hold in my life. And so... I think maybe because of that, because I've been reflecting on that, plus today and yesterday in the gospel, we reflected on the person of uh, Peter yesterday and now Judas today. And so maybe because of that, my mind's been thinking of priest friends of mine who've left the ministry or I'm praying for former Cardinal McCarrick or different people who have uh, fallen, um, who are prominent members of the church. Because of all those things, maybe, I'm also experiencing just 
tremendous memories of my own disloyalty, disobedience, rebellion, betrayal, like Judas and Peter in my own life. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about things that have happened in my life decades ago, like three, four decades ago, are as present to me right now as they've ever been in recent memory. I mean, in fact, this morning as I was praying, I'm just like, Lord, what in the world is going on? Why are you bringing these things, or why am I wrestling with these things in my mind, in my memory? And then maybe, I think this might have been an inspiration of the Holy Spirit, maybe something changed when I, I realized that, again, going back to this book and this line, that everything I've experienced in my life is present in my memory. And the reason that's so important is because God wants to touch these memories I began to think, well, maybe this is actually your doing, Lord. Maybe you're surfacing these things. It's almost like my, my memory of sin has just been vomited up into my uh, mind right now, and it's almost omnipresent uh, in, my, uh, in my memory and my imagination. And I think here's the reason why, and here's the grace, long way of getting to what I pray will be hopeful for you. I don't think it's uh, coincidental that this is happening this week, Holy Week, and most especially um, this day as we prepare to enter into the mysteries of the sacred triduum. It's almost like I feel like the Lord's saying to me, John, I want to bring in front of your mind who you are or who you have been so that as you prepare to celebrate and I mean celebrate what I've done for you, you can do so understanding that it was for these things that I went to the cross. And you don't have to hide them from me. You don't have to run from them. You can rejoice at the fact that you know I did not become a man and offer up my life for little white lies. I kept thinking immediately of a couple of uh, lines in the scripture that have just been so helpful for me, even this morning. The line in Psalm 103, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, and who crowns you with mercy and compassion. That's Psalm 103 or, or Micah 7, starting in verse 18. Who is a God like you? pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion upon us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. And then lastly, this passage in Romans 5, where Paul writes, while we were yet helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Why, one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man one will dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What, what's the good news in this, people? Here's the good news, right? You don't have to hide your sin from the Lord. You don't have to be afraid of looking at your life, your past, as you look at the cross, but make sure you keep your eyes on the cross. Jesus said something like this to St. Catherine of Siena one time, don't you ever look at your sin without keeping your eyes firmly fixed on the cross or it will crush you. 
And so this week of all weeks, lift your eyes to the cross and bring the wounds that you have in your past, just like the Lord's surfacing the wounds of my past, into his presence and realize for some reason God delighted to offer up his life for you and for me to make us whole, to rescue us from sin, to deliver us from Satan's grip, to crush the power of death, to make it possible for you and me to begin again. Jesus didn't die for the ideal me or the ideal you. He died for the real me and the real you. And people, that's great news. Why would God do something like this? Again and again, I go back in my mind to uh, an answer that someone shared with Romano Guardini, a great Christian writer in the 20th century who was struggling one time with just trying to grasp how it would be, why it would be that God would do things like we're about to celebrate this week. Why he would become a man, why he would go to the cross, why he would allow himself to be betrayed by one of his best friends, why he would allow his creature to mock him and to taunt him and to humiliate him and to nail him to a cross, why he would die and taste death for everyone so that we might be delivered from the power of death and from the fear of death, which has enslaved our race. Why would he do this? And the man answered Guardini simply with this line. Well, because love does things like that. And God is love. That's the gospel, people. A most blessed Holy Week, a most grace-filled Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, even though we can't gather together, Jesus is Lord, and he's risen triumphantly over the power of death, and he's got my life and your life in his hands, and I don't have to hide from him, and you don't have to hide from him. Invite the divine physician into your mind, into your heart, into your memory. Look upon his precious blood, which is poured out so liberally and generously for you, and wash yourself in it. Jesus, we trust in you and you alone. Remember, do not be afraid. God, the God who lays down his life for you, the real you, not the ideal you, he's with you. You were born for this moment.